Maybe you're in fact wrong. Maybe you need to revise your outlook. Then you are still capable of growing and evolving as a person. For you are capable of expressing self-doubt, of nurturing an open-mindedness. This is the Invisible Maybe. I love to travel. I love it. Things are changing. Don't bring this battery. Don't bring this multi-tool. And for God's sake, don't drink the water. Now, I would say for, for TSA people, this has been my experience, at least in Los Angeles, they only have one interview question. Right. Are you an asshole? <laughs> right. If right. you answer yes, you know, well, you're hired. Yeah. Uh, they're just, they're just, they're just arrogant, nasty. They, they are, um, you know, and I, I don't think the pool of, of applicants maybe uh, are as qualified as other industries, uh, you know, however, I will, I, in their defense, I have to say in their defense that, um, the assholes aren't reserved just for the ranks of the TSA. Uh, I, I travel often uh, by myself, with family, with friends, internationally, domestically, within the state. And I have to say that, that even after all of these years, I, I, decade or decades, you know, after all the problems we've had with the, ter- with the terrorist you know, threat, people are still arguing and not ready. Yeah, yes, yeah. take off your shoes. Yes, put your shit on the, on the conveyor belt. And yes, you have to do this every single time. Yeah. And quit, quit coming with 20 minutes to spare and then asking for special treatment. Yeah. And, and stop getting yeah, insulted for, for those, by everything. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I notice that when you get in the line, and now I have, I have the pre-check. I paid for that, uh, you know, and yes, as did, did the I. time. To, to get in there, but it doesn't matter. Before I even get in line, I make sure I've got my ID, I've got my ticket in my hand. And there are other people that will just run and cut right in front of you so they can get up there first. Yes. Fine. Are you in a hurry because <laughs> you're late? But then when they get up there, what? Oh, oh, wait a minute. L- let me find it. And they dig through their bag to find their, their wallet or their passport or whatever. They use as a wallet because right. it's... And then they got, oh, my ticket. Well, he was on the phone. Yeah, whatever. And now they hold everybody else up. Right. So if you're in a hurry, at least maybe, and you're going to cut in front of somebody, at least have the courtesy of having your shit together. No, absolutely. So, so let's talk about the, the options for travel. The base option. Yeah. You pack your stuff and go. Yeah. And you, you have to take off your shoes. You have to do this. Exactly what we discussed. Why even bother getting dressed? No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I Let's still like the, 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 I can't remember which one. It was uh, one of the ads where where uh, it was either Spirit or Allegiant or Southwest in, in contrast, uh, where the guy wore everything you know, to avoid the baggage fee. Yeah. Yeah. He just yeah. wore everything and walked yeah, on the yeah, plane. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. Love that, love yeah. that. Um, uh, no, let's talk about this. So, 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 uh, put on some pants, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, pack your stuff and go. And you have to deal with all the problems. You have yeah. to deal with the lines. Get yeah. there early, for God's sake. Take off your shoes. Go through the thing. Put up your hands if they're doing the the big scanner. Put your bag in to the actual belt that's moving. Don't just put your bag on the metal part and then make the guy behind you move your bag. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. You know, but there's the, the the second level is probably what you just discussed is the TSA pre-check. Now, I, I'm surprised at the number of people that don't know about all these options. So the TSA pre-check 
is a a certain level of of sort of going through your 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 history and your personal life, making sure that you're you're not flagged on Interpol and, and yeah. NCIC and everything else. It's like a VIP pass at a buffet line. It is. It is. It's not that much, you know, out of your uh, way, uh, and they don't take a lot off your plate. But you you can leave your shoes on now in the pre-check. Um, uh, all of your electronics don't have to be necessarily separated or removed from the bag. You've done everything to a level that they're going to be comfortable with, the basics not being done, and you kind of go right through. I wouldn't call it skate. You have to you have to be scanned, and you have to put your bag through, and you still can't carry knives and guns and, 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 and shampoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, it's pretty good. Freeze! Drop the shampoo! That's, that's right. That's right. Um, and, na- and then... There's other levels of pre-check. I was joking earlier, but you can actually get a level of pre-check going through driving to Mexico. You can yeah. just purchase that, yeah. and a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you can also do drive, drive and fly to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of like the amusement park. Yeah, I just, I just recently, like in the last month, I had to renew my passport. And I paid the extra $30, yes. and I got the card. How'd that go? How'd the passport thing go? Was it quick, efficient? Oh, it was fast. I mean, as yeah. long as you... again, you get your old one back. I got my old one back. Excellent. See, it, it, my old one expired in May. Yes. And they ask on the application, what are your travel plans? Well, I don't have any at this at that time. Right. I sent everything in around <laughs> April 1st. Syria, Pakistan. Yeah, right. <laughs> around April 1st. Yeah. So, because they say it takes four or five weeks, something like that, mm-hmm. six weeks, whatever. I got it back before the end of April. Mm-hmm. So, I got it back before the old one had expired. Um, and yeah, then a few days, I mean, they sent everything piece by piece. So I got uh-huh. the, the, I got the new passport one day, the next day I got the passport card. Now you can only use a passport card for Canada and Mexico if you're going internationally, mm-hmm. but you can also use it if for whatever reason, you know, your, 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 your driver's license wasn't available right. or it had expired or something. I've got, I've got the card and that's obviously good for domestic travel. Yes. Or you want to leave it at home, or whatever you know. You you know you you move from one state to the next. You haven't gotten around to whatever. You've got this 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 passport card for an extra thirty bucks. Yeah. So that came another day, and then finally on a third mail call came the old passport with the punched holes in it. And I appreciated that. I did the same thing. Yeah. I didn't get the extra cards you did, uh, but uh, I, I did appreciate that how quickly that came. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was an extra fee, the expedited thing, because yeah. at the time I thought I thought I was close on time. Yeah, but man, there, there it was, bang. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right; they came in two separate mailings. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Now, my last time I had it, I did it, it, it did get it in two days. I could have had it in one day mm. uh, for money. Of course, everything you know costs something. But I was this was for company travel. They said we wanted they wanted me this time. I was working for McGraw Hill. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to go to Dubai, and I thought, oh, okay. Well, when? Because I said you know my passport had expired, and it was because I I didn't renew it just because I just didn't have any plans to leave the country. So mm. I said, well, you know, we want you to go like in three days, four days. Oh, geez, really? Well, so they paid for it, and that time I was living in southern Washington, just outside of Portland, mm-hmm. just over the river. Okay. And the closest, you know, there's Seattle. It's a three-hour drive from where I lived. Right. I went up there. I paid the money, and I couldn't wait around all day. Yeah. Um, but they said, okay, well, we'll mail it to you. <laughs> well, I'm leaving the day after tomorrow. 
you'll get it in time. What time is your flight? It's at one o'clock. Now I was flying. That was the domestic part. I was flying Portland to LA and then I was going to LA to, to London right. and then London on to Dubai. So, okay, you'll get it. All right, so I, I got this flight, right? I mean, it's leaving at 1 o'clock. I got to be there. As long as it's not on Amazon Prime, you'll right, get it. Right, right. At noon, so I'm starting to get antsy. At 10 o'clock in the morning, it shows up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah so that was the last time I had it done. Okay. You know, now, I that. recently went through, I travel, uh, as you do, I, yeah. I, I travel a great deal internationally. Yeah. Some spectacular, some not so much. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, we decided, I decided, to get the global entry. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, not only was it an interesting process, it was an easy process. Uh, and with the exception of um, me going to the wrong terminal yeah. here at uh, in, in old Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, everything should have gone perfectly. So here's the story. Global Entry, for those of you listening that are, are talking about travel uh, with us, Global Entry is the... I guess the top tier, uh, minus any governmental things, uh, of the, of of, of international travel preclearance, and you go through really a fine tooth comb situation. The, the, it is Interpol, NCIC, FBI, CIA, everything. I'm just kidding, but you know, it, it, it's it's as comprehensive as a non governmental employee uh, could be. Uh, and it um, it took maybe two and a half weeks, possibly three, and th the only delay for that was the fact that they were sending my information to these uh, locations, you know, electronically, of course. But it takes time to make sure that I'm I'm okay, I'm, I'm cleared. And then once I was cleared, uh, you are you were you are to report. It's very very specific. And timely, you were to report at this location, at the global entry location, at your airport, at a very specific time. If you miss it, you're out of luck. Yeah, you got to go through the process again. So, and have your credit card ready. And have your credit card yeah. ready. No, yeah. I had already paid. We, we, it was already paid. Uh, uh, there was some computer work to do uh, for the global entry. They pay it in advance, and so I was I was positive I was going to the right place. Positive, I, and I was I was smiling that I was so confident. Well, I went to the wrong place. I oh, went to the pre-check office, the yeah, TSA yeah, yeah. pre-check oh, office. Yeah, I know where that one's. That at. is yeah. not correct for all of you living in oh, Las Vegas. I uh, it is a, in a different terminal, but there it was at the end. You know, and I, they told us where it was, and we ran over there, and. Uh, uh, th they are relatively strict, and I was five minutes late. But the guy looked at me like it, sort of incredulously, and, and I said, "Well, have I have I blown it?" And he said, and he looked at me. And he said, "Well, no." He said, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, they told me four o'clock or die." And he said, "Nah, not so much." And so he went through. He took my picture. He uh, he took my uh, passport. Uh, he took my driver's license, and he took copies of each, and he took uh, he took all these different types of uh, 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 sort of uh, digital shots of me, and that was it. Mm. And we received our cards, and the cards are uh, they 
basically need to stay with you if you're traveling internationally. If you are, you go to the global entry entrance like you do the pre-check entrance. And uh, there's uh, some digital camera work that you go through, but everything is already done. There's no shoes, there's no laptops, there's no, there's no electronic searching. You do have to put your bag through. Yeah. And you do have to have the personal search. Uh, but uh, I got to tell you, it, it cuts like PreCheck does. It cuts the lines down to nothing. I mean, it, 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 it was a breath of fresh air. So... If you travel internationally, do this. It's worth the money. Yeah, five yeah. years. It's a five-year yeah, deal yeah. for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do that only because I, you know, I, I travel internationally. You know, once a year or something like that. Right. Um, but I was traveling a lot domestically for yeah. work that one year, and and you know, most of the time I would just get pre-check uh, out of luck, I guess. And one mm-hmm. time I didn't, and it was the day after the President's Day holiday. Mm-hmm. Even though it, I had a flight early in the morning, I was going. Uh, I was going to New York, and it left at like six fifty a.m. And uh-huh. I happened to get there really early, right. just because the cab I had ordered at that time had shown up. But the line was so long, because again, I started to what the hell is going on? I realized, right. well, it was a three day weekend here in Las Vegas, yeah. And there were quite literally hundreds of people. It was like waiting in line for the newest attraction at Disneyland or Universal, and it took me mm-hmm. over an hour to get through the the check-in line and I barely made the flight and I mean again if I had if I had shown up an hour early like I usually do I would have missed it so it was at that point I said no I've had it with this shit uh I went ahead and I I scheduled I paid the money 30 40 dollars whatever it was I got the um, five years I got the KTN right the known traveler number I can Mm -hmm. put that in so I always get the pre-check, and yes. I, there are times I go, particularly here in Las Vegas, because, yeah, it is pretty volatile. Yeah. You can go there, and I've never seen more than five or six people in line in the pre-check, mm-hmm. and there could be up to, like I said, 100 or more waiting in the, in the, in the, in the line with the rest of the uh, Now, I, I have, well, my wife has a friend um, in TSA. And she by no means, you know, gives away, you know, unknown secrets. But there is sort of an unknown secret about the pre-check and the global entry pre-check that you will, even though you have global entry and TSA pre-check, you will at some point in one of your travels not get it. Oh, interesting. Because they they randomly, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, send you back into the pool. So... Don't be surprised yeah. and mad <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. If you have pre-check and you are you roll the dice and crap out and you and you're not given it. Yeah. It's not a mistake. It's actually supposed to happen. Now I know one time I was I was flying and I was going to China. Again, it was a business trip. And I must have they must have been looking for somebody in particular. Mm. And I must have matched that description for some reason. Because they, I mean, I've gone through all of their, their checks and everything like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the airport. This was, I remember, in Tokyo. Uh, and I was just in a, in a, um, in the, in the, in the um, layover lounge, basically. So I hadn't even gone through customs, right? They have a w- place where you can, you know, in, in this case, I, I flew Portland to, to Tokyo and then Tokyo on to Beijing. And um, that flight, it landed in Tokyo and I had an hour and a half. So you're just there in a transit lounge. Right. When I'm boarding the airplane. Now, before I boarded the airplane in Portland, as I was walking down the 
the runway there. I mean, basically getting on the airplane, right? You're on the, and it's made out of, you know, it's the, it's that thin indoor outdoor carpet you're walking down there. <laughs> right. They pulled me aside and said, oh, we have to do a random check. And they went through my check-in bag. They didn't stop anybody else. Hmm. Just me. I thought, oh, well, all right. Okay, whatever. Get on the plane. I fly to, uh, I fly to Tokyo. Uh, get off. I'm waiting there in in the lounge. So now we, they're going to board my flight. I haven't had business class because I'm flying uh, on on McGraw Hill's dime. Mm-hmm. Going down that that gunway again, I get stopped. Pull me over. They had set up a table there, and they went through all my my stuff that I carried on on, on the plane, my laptop and what have you. Mm-hmm. It had already been checked now twice. Mm. And I look around. They don't check anybody else but me. I thought that was really, really odd. That hadn't happened to me before. Yeah. And they finally let me on the plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that is odd. That yeah. is odd. Um, yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. That that would have bothered me. Yeah. But you know, I, and you you don't match you don't match any profiles that I'm aware of. No. <laughs> now there is a time, and and I used to always set off the metal machine. I always have to have be checked. And what one of the guys told me there was, uh, you set it off because. Um, they calibrate it for a certain. What it is is it looks for some some hard object. Mm-hmm. In my case, what it was was bone, because they expect I don't have a lot of body fat. Mm-hmm. So that's what sets it off. And it's usually they said it sets it off uh, under my armpit, basically mm. up under there, because mm-hmm. they're they see something that there's a he might be concealing a hard object. Hmm. Well, yeah, that it's 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 <laughs> cartilage in, and bone. In, insert joke here. <laughs> right. That's fine. Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, Holy Cuba, Donald. Yeah. I have been directly affected by uh, the Cuban uh, travel crisis, we're going to call it, I think. Uh, I was booked on a cruise. The pissants of October, yes. Right. Uh, Yes. I was booked on a cruise, which included a stop at Havana, Cuba. Very excited about it. Havana, Cuba, from what I understand, I've not been there. I've done a lot of research into it. Um, uh, it can be a, a lovely city, from what I hear. It can be a, a giant pit. It depends on what type of travel you are, what you want to do, and how ill-prepared you are. Now, it is a city lost in the past. They have classic American cars that you can get into and take tours um, and they, you can actually use them as taxis as well. Uh, they, yes, it is true. Their internet is pretty much dial up at this point, but it is, it is becoming, uh, it is, uh, ha- in the middle of upgrading, uh, cell phones do work. Verizon does have service there, uh, but they still sell phone cards be- because it's how crappy it is. And, uh, it is absolutely third world, uh, uh, if, if anything, economically, and unfortunately, that causes so uh, sixty years of sanctions. Does. Yes, yeah. it, unfortunately, that causes uh, fears of uh, of theft. Uh, but that's not relevant. Yeah. We can't go. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I I, I I was all booked to go, ready to step foot uh, on Cuban soil and get another really cool stamp on the old passport. And no, this is the second time President Trump. Has affected one of my one of my uh, um, uh, travels. Travels. Yeah. First one uh, was uh, he closed the government. Well, he's been doing that for two years. Yes. I as I as I flew to Washington D.C. to enjoy there, uh, I still did. It's a great place to go. Everyone should go. Um, but yes, I can. I cannot go to Cuba, John. 
They search mm-hmm. you and block me from Cuba. What the hell, John? Well, uh, the interesting thing about it is, and I have to bring this up, um, uh, I, I do step foot on cruises quite a bit, uh, or have in my travel career. Um, Norwegian has a tremendously bad reputation as, as it regards uh, refunds and, and customer service and things of that nature. Well, I have to say, they came through on this one. I find it very interesting. Uh, they are not an American company, obviously, Norwegian Cruise Lines. Um, and I don't know, maybe they did this uh, to, ma- to, to make Trump and his administration look bad or to make themselves look good, but they actually came through with refunds without mm-hmm. any request. I was amazed. But I was very, I, I was saddened by that. I, I had tra- I've been to a lot of sort of uh, uh, Central American and Third World style places uh, Panama comes to mind uh, you know uh, and uh, beautiful beautiful places to go uh, you have to remain safe of course and we're going to talk about that uh, remaining safe and travels uh, but um, I'm very disappointed now have, have, have you ever had a trip canceled out from India and and and, and have yet to go there I'm trying to think not for a reason like that no I've had warnings yes um, there were plenty of warnings, uh, even including my trips to the Middle East, mm-hmm. which for me was um, 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, 2009. So um, there were warnings and things like that, but but I wasn't uh, banned from going, so no, so I went. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I know that I had a I had a colleague of mine who worked for McGraw Hill. He worked in a different branch than I did, uh, but we worked together when we were in Dubai. He actually lived there. Um, and anyhow, they were having their regional meeting for for McGraw Hill, which happened to be that year in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. And they were having one of their one one of their it seems annual coups. You know? yes. So McGraw Hill didn't want to cancel the meeting. So what they did is they basically flew in their 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 security personnel Ooh, nice. to look after their their people there while they were yeah. having their meeting. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and it needs it. Unfortunately, I have to say that um, as much as I love to travel, uh, there is a, an, a, a trim, just a, an, an exceptionally large level of security that you have to provide yourself. Security of your bag, security of your person, security of your documents, your money your your electronics i mean it, it is it, it i understand when i hear people say they don't travel because it's so stressful it is for me i'm sort of a uh unnecessarily paranoid person to begin with but when i travel i become you know head on a swivel um what is how do you protect yourself you've been to some amazing places yeah you've been to philippines you've been to uh, thailand hong kong um uh, tibet yeah and Nepal, um, Nepal and, uh, and I'm sure the, the, quite a few years ago, but you had to remain safe. What do you do now differently than you did during that Nepal trip? How long was uh, Nepal? That was 1986. Okay. What do now, you, I don't think it's probably changed very much no. since then. What mm-hmm. do you do differently now? What do, what do you... Well, in terms of traveling, of course, we didn't have electronics back then. We mm-hmm. didn't have cell phones and yeah. things like that. Um, so, so there's that okay. aspect of it. Um, and um, so, yeah, there, there's, so of course I always have the phone locks on there. You can't, you can't open the phone without a thumbprint or something or a fingerprint okay. or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I, that I do anyway. 
-hmm. just if I'm leaving the house even, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I got to know the area. And by that, again, is, is research, which wasn't available, really, the, the, the extent of being able to do the research. That's true. They had, they had the Lonely Planet guides. Yeah. And I would yeah, read yeah. those um, going there. They and still then, make those? Do they still? Yeah, they, do they still really? do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember Southeast Asia on a shoestring. I mean, I'm, the copy I had was just all beat up. and Because, oh, hey, you know, I'd read through it and go here, go here, don't, don't do this or don't yeah. do that. Um, you know, don't overpay for this or whatever it was. So, yeah, you need to be careful. And, and again, with most places you go, particularly if it's third world, you know, it's going to be cash. Mm -hmm. um, traveler's checks seem to be a thing of the past. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, so, much so, so that was something that I had traveled with before. I don't know. Um, finding different places. Don't, you know, put your money in your wallet. Huh? I, I would keep a wallet with nothing in it. And have it in my back pocket, so in case somebody did steal it, they yeah. would think, "Okay, good, I, we got this guy." So no, you didn't get anything, but nobody ever did. See, I, I would have done that with a bunch of razor blades in it. Yeah. It makes me so upset. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, there was that. Um, other than that, yeah, it's it's uh, another thing that I always did when if I stayed in a hotel mm. or or again by hotel, I don't mean necessarily a real nice one. It could just right. be a flop house. Right. Every one of them had a business card. Mm. You know, get me a business card. It's got the local name on it. If it's a different language, if it's in Thailand, it's got Thai writing on it. Yeah. So if I go somewhere, I can find a taxi and get back to where I was at. Yep, great. You know, yeah. I didn't have, again, no GPS or anything like that. Right. Uh, if I don't know the area, I'll go in the daytime first. Yeah. Uh, if it's at night, you know, again, I'll say, okay, where am I, where am I at in relationship to what I know? Mm -hmm. You know, um, in that case, you know, I grew up in a big city. I grew up in San Francisco. Yeah. I didn't treat, you know, being from a big city was the same thing. I know what areas towns to be in. Mm -hmm. I know what areas of town to avoid, more or less. And if I happen right. to be in those areas, you know, hey, sure, I'll go there. I just got to be a little more careful. Yeah. Um, where are those guys? Are they following me? Or are they just going the same direction I am? Just, yeah. just so I know. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, m money is always an issue. It's always tough. Um, Euro is sort of all-encompassing uh, a lot but like cuba for example they have they take uh, uh a few extra little ones i'm not going to mention but they take euro american dollars uh, in some few and far between basically the rule of cuba is they don't take american dollars and they don't take credit cards uh, again based on the internet situation you know the dial-up situation they sure. do not take american credit cards um, uh, and they have two different types of, in, of, um, of, uh, uh, bills. They have CUP, which is for, uh, the Cuban people yeah. and CUC, which are the travelers, uh, money. And they try to, they, they really try to screw you because the, the exchange rates are, are far different. And so that you pay with your CUC and get back CUP and then you don't get the right rate. It, it's horrible. But you, money is the most important thing, I think, is, is having the right and understanding it, being able to count it. Yeah. You know, I think that was, that was a, always a good study uh, mark for me. Is, now, you know, if somebody's going to the Philippines, mm -hmm. I would highly recommend doing your money exchange dollar. I mean, dollars, whatever you have yeah. into Philippine pesos in the Philippines. Uh, I did when I was in L.A., one time going, going there, I thought, well, I better ha have some money when I get over there, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they do have a money exchange right there at the when you're waiting for your suitcase. Mm -hmm. Depends on if you're Terminal 1 or Terminal 2. But I was flying in uh, to Terminal 2 on this trip. I hadn't been there before, so I thought, I better just have some 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 pesos, Philippine pesos there. So I go to the, to the um, 
to the exchange desk there in, at LAX. And they talked me into, into cashing in more than I had planned to. Mm-hmm. Just because they were saying, oh, you'll get a better rate here. You only have to pay. Oh, that sounded good. So I got over, then when I got over there and I looked at it, I realized I lost a hundred bucks in the, in the transfer. Uh-huh. I, because I, you go to one of their, their, the BDO, that's the, the bank of the, basically it's one of the large banks here in the Philippines. Uh-huh. Uh, Banco de Oro, I think is what okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, you go to one of their kiosks and I got like three or four pesos more per dollar. Yeah. Uh, then I got from LAX. So, wow, I got fucked on that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, knowing knowing those different things. In Nepal, it was much better to go on the black market. Yeah. For the money, um, for for the for the from for the dollars into the into the rupee. Yeah. Back then, I, again, I, I don't think it's probably changed much. You know, no, I would say not in that area. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, 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 now, have you ever had any safety concerns? Uh, meaning that uh, that directly affected you. You 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 said you had nothing stolen. You, yeah. You, you tried to get them to steal your empty wallet. No, no, they didn't try to steal that. Um, did you ever? I mean, did you ever have to flee? Did you ever have to? No. The worst, the scariest thing for me generally is dealing with with a, any country that, that that I was in Taiwan when I was still under martial law. Mm. I didn't have problems there, but you know, I don't like watch seeing seeing. Authority figures walking around with with those belt-fed guns. Yes. Um, I took a minibus once from southern Thailand into Malaysia, and it was apparently was getting on to the time they were going to close the border. Yes. And this Thai driver, barefoot, uh, dri- driving <laughs> down these dirt roads. Uh, I guess he knew that, and he had to step on it. Yeah. Uh, the rest of us in the in the minivan didn't know. And anyhow, as he approaches the border, I guess the Malaysians thought he was going to try to run it or something. Well, they came out with machine guns pointed at us. Mm. And then the guy stopped and he, you know, said something to him. And these guys are looking in the window, but they got machine guns pointed at us. Uh, that was a little unnerving. Yes. And then they finally said, well, you know, hey, you know, it's it's cool. Um, and they explained it. So then you get right over the the Indone- the uh, rather the Malaysian border and there's a big billboard. You know, hey, we got one here. Welcome to Las Vegas. Right. There's showed a hangman's noose. <laughs> and it says, be for, in English, it says, be forewarned, death under Malaysian law for drug trafficking, oh. which they consider to be possession. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you get, happen to have anything, get rid yeah. of it. I've seen those locked <laughs> up abroad, so they're not fun. Yes, they're not fun. Yes. I have so. had two situations. Yeah. Um, well, one I, one I can warn about um, and, and about the pickpocketing. It's very simple, generally speaking, not to, to avoid certain pickpocketing scenarios don't put yourself into a crowded situation because you're going to get worked there's a team and it's going to get worked so go on last you know keep keep the doors to your back don't don't you know muddle through and, and waddle onto a bus in the middle of a group and don't wear if you're if you're at a place like Naples, Italy, which I've talked about on another podcast. Um, don't wear clothing that is easily uh, gotten into, like cargo shorts. Don't wear your backpack on your back, you know. And and so avoid those. So Naples, Italy, you know, I, I can I can attest it is not a, a good place. The mob, the true Italian mob, has gone back there, and they 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 are thriving. 
so Naples, Italy. Yeah. You may you may complain and send me notes. It's not a good place. I've had Italian people. I know I know one very well. Yeah. And he tells me about how bad it is. Well, I think it's the the Italian journalist Roberto Savino. Savino I think yeah. yeah, yeah, who wrote a book basically, you know, uh, uh, kind of exposing Naples, and he's yes. he's under watch like Salman Rushdie is. Yeah, basically, he yeah. can't go back without without fear of death. I, in fact, I've got one of his. I have one of his. He did write a novel, which was he said, well, it's a novel, but it's really based on real people. Yeah, to the point that that I have it that he signed. Yeah, so um, called the English title is the Piranhas. My second situation was uh, uh, far more impressive, uh, not on my side, just on yeah. the the situation itself. I went to Panama, yeah. during which the, the trade agreements with the United States uh, uh, were, were accepted, but the Panamanian government decided to cancel all of their land deals hmm. right after that trade agreement. And this didn't go well. So if you've ever been in a country where there suddenly was civil strife, it's a little disturbing because the there was a revolt and I was staying at a resort I was working actually I was staying at a resort where there was one road in one road out and that was the road to get to the airport oh. and when we landed we got in we were we had transportation uh, arranged and we went down this road and everything was great well while we were working at the resort <laughs> the, this happened and we couldn't leave we were told right then that we couldn't go well we had a couple of days left so we were hoping this was going to change well finally they lifted the ban on the airport and we were going back that single lane road and there as you described there were the guys with the guns yeah and real guns and real guys and this was a real situation this was this was an uh-oh you know, you don't you don't realize until you're in the middle of it how serious it is. You know, how, how and and how you suddenly feel. You don't think it real yet until the guys come up to the windows with the guns and tell you to get out. Yeah. Now all they were doing were they saw who we were and we had a guy that was explaining. You know, my Spanish is good enough, but I didn't have to speak it. Um, and they 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 cleared us. Well, we got to the airport which was crawling with the same guys. And there were fires and, and explosions that we heard and saw in the city. So we got to the airport. And the one of the most interesting travel situations I've ever been involved with was that culminated in them taking away my gaffer's tape, which is a very expensive roll of tape at the time. And they took it away, and, and they, they, they searched me, searched my, my equipment, searched everything, and I had gaffer's tape. They took it away, and I said, well, why do you take, why, why, why? And she motioned to me with her wrists over each other, and that you cannot take anything on the plane that will bind anybody. Oh. Yeah. I so they, they took my tape, John. $60 worth of tape. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was my most interesting travel scenario. I, all in one trip. I had something, uh, it was just an amazing experience. Panama, beautiful place, again, third world, Yeah, scary in places, uh, great resorts, but uh, yeah, that was very interesting. I was in the Philippines on election day. Oh, man. And, and yeah, Manila, <laughs> when, they, when they elected Duterte, 
Um, so that was that was an experience. It was probably the only time I've been to Manila that the traffic wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, you know, they have they're known for their <laughs> they're known for their traffic jams. Right. And and it was it was surprisingly um the streets were surprisingly dead that right. day at least for I mean the, the roads anyway. Okay. Um but the Philippines have been described as having one of the more rambunctious <laughs> democracies. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was interesting. Um I was also there the day that the Pope landed. Oh my. Yeah. When that he came, yeah, uh, Papa, as they call Papa, him. Papa, yeah. And when he gave a mass in, in Manila, again, while I was there, I didn't go to the mass, but it was the largest gathering of, of people in history. They said it was like a million people. Yeah. And and there were pickpockets working. It, oh, gosh, yes. You know, yeah. I try to avoid those large-scale yeah. things. I mean, yeah. it's nice that the, the Pope came. I'm, I'm Catholic yeah. myself, but yeah. that's fine. No. I, I can see him on TV. Yeah, yeah. So... How do you pack? And has it changed in all these decades? No, it depends. You know, when I traveled, like I said, through through Southeast Asia, I was gone six weeks. And what I found, I knew right away is that I did not want to check in a bag. Mm-hmm. So everything I carried was in a was in a basically a duffel bag. Remember back then, laws were a little more lax in terms of your carry on. Mm-hmm. It would have been allowed today. I mean, I've seen people get on an airplane with a suitcase that should be checked. How they get it in the overhead, I don't know, but 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 sometimes those bags are awfully big. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just a duffel bag, and what was nice about it, of course, is that it it's you can bend it, and it had my clothes in it. Now, you know, whatever I needed. Now, that's the one nice thing. You're going to Southeast Asia; it's always going to be pretty warm mm-hmm. where I was. Even though I was there in the fall and early winter, it's warm there. It doesn't drop below 65, 70 degrees where I was going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that meant I didn't have to wear any heavy clothing. So what are the shoes I'm wearing? Those are the shoes I'm, that's it. I have one pair of shoes. I'm not going anywhere really nice. And if I do, you know, I mean, I had one, I did have one dress shirt I put in there and a pair of pants. And those were for customs agents that I knew um, were assholes in certain countries that might look at me being, being a young guy traveling by myself. I didn't want to get hassled. Yeah. As it turned out, uh, I really didn't need that and, and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. If I buy something new, is that, is, or, oh, hey, this is cool. I bought a fiddle off a guy in uh, in Nepal, <laughs> handmade fiddle. I don't know if it played or not, but you but, still but have it. I gave it to my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. But I think he still has it. Basically, it's a thing to put on the wall. Oh shit! I bought it. I paid like five dollars for it. What the hell am I going to do with it? I'm put it in my my bag. Yeah. Um. So that meant that I had to get rid of stuff. So you buy a book, right? And you read the book, right? And you're done. You leave it somewhere yeah. in the airport for or another travel. That's how I did. I fe- I would find books on the train stations and stuff people left there. It isn't that they forgot it; they left it there. Yeah, they put it there because they were done with it, and and that's how I traveled. And I still that way. I go on a business trip. Let me go on a week, and I, where I do have to change my you know tie and clothes every day. Right. I have a way of packing it. I can get everything into a travel carry on. Okay. That way, there. You know, I had a colleague once who who checked his bag. Yeah. And he had to change planes. And when he got to where he was going, he got there and his bag ended up in another city. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got it to him, it was time to go home. So. I, I, uh, I I still check bags because I do relatively large trips. You yeah, know, time yeah, frame yeah, yeah. If you're traveling international. But sure. I have, I, I call it a go bag, you know, just to just sound to sound like I'm in the CIA. Uh, and it's packed with a, a set of clothes. Yeah. And everything you could possibly need, 
in an emergency of some sort, whether whatever tier of emergency it is. Uh, like I have a, a TSA approved can opener. Yeah. And, and and a screwdriver and this and that. Very difficult to find those, by the way. Yeah. Because it's hard to find multi-tools without blades. And uh, but uh, yeah, I I have this. I have a, a you know a, a portable battery, and I and I believe I have everything possible for what you had just described. You know, my bag getting you know thrown into the uh, the, the Sea of Japan. You know, and and I I love having that. You know, and I've been into cubes lately, packing cubes. You know what those are? Yes, I've got yes. those as well now. Do you? Yes. Do you do you love them? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I yeah. shouldn't. I should. They should make no difference to me. Yeah, it shouldn't. And but you know what it is? It's nice as it helps organize it. Yeah, because I can use one of those when I say, okay, you know, with uh-huh. the dirty clothes. Yeah, basically, I can fold them up, put them in there, and now I'm almost ready to leave. Yeah. So you know, that's it. That's the other thing that's changed. Yeah. Is my checklist of make sure I don't forget anything. As you know, we worked in the hotel. How yeah. often does somebody leave their cell phone? Yeah. And, Absolutely. You know, and, and now you say, well, how can you do that now because they're so indispensable? But when we worked in the hotel, they were cell phones. They were not smartphones. So very often they would get to the airport and then decide to make a call home. It's letting them know. And it's like, oh, shit, where's the phone? Yeah. You know, uh, it's probably a little different now. But but that was it. You know, I'd have a checklist of everything. Yeah. Now right. when I travel over right. anything that's that's really valuable, if I were traveling with some jewelry, not that I do, but if I were, I would put that in my carry on. Yeah. Anything that's, that's really valuable because, hey, what do I got in that suitcase? Right. Clothes and some other things. And, of course, there's stuff that they, they won't let me bring on the airplane, like my razor and yeah. things like that. Now, what's sort of, this is going to sound like a strange question, but when you travel internationally or yeah. when you travel at, at a place where you feel that you need to be safe, yeah. what kind of pants do you wear? I just wear my jeans. Yeah. Now I always try to look like I don't have any money. Okay. Yes. Now it was younger. <laughs> you mean you're was, broke. Yeah, I'm broke. Um, again, it's going to depend on where I'm going. Uh-huh. You know, there, well, there, the Philippines. That seems yeah. to be your your you often visit yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you so you wear your jeans? Yeah, jeans and a t-shirt. Okay. Pretty much everywhere I go. Of course, it's pretty warm there. All right. Now, now, what do you do about identification? What do you do about money? What do you? Uh, yeah, what? I have. I, I usually carry a money belt. You do. You know, it goes under my clothes. Okay. I keep my passport in there. Yes. And I keep money, some money in there, some cash. Do you carry your passport with you all the time? Um, no, not all the time, but but it, it'll stay there. And then if hey, I'm just gonna go out for a little bit mm-hmm. or or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I'll put that in the hotel safe. Or okay. something like that. I mean, in the room, right? They have those. Yeah. You, also I won't visit, for, yeah. you also visit friends too. So you could probably leave your passport. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And also now I've been using the Airbnb now to stay. Have you? Yeah. Now, because again, remember in the Philippines, um, very often these are uh, condominiums that mm-hmm. are owned by a real estate agent or somebody else okay. who rent them out almost like a hotel rents out their rooms. Okay. So they, they do this professionally. This is what their job is. I rent out. Airbnb place. I've got somebody staying here Monday and Thursday of this week, and then somebody in two weeks staying there. Okay. But the only people who stay there are are other guests. I mean, are the travelers. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. I don't like Airbnb. I don't like yeah. the system. I, I think it's flawed. I think it's dangerous. I I, I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah. However, I used to say that about Uber and Lyft, so yeah. I, I, I've, I've acquiesced with them. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't like it. I, I don't. Maybe it's the way that the U.S. runs it. Um. Uh. And you know, I, I was never. I didn't travel. I was never the type of traveler that that used the hostel situation. Yeah, 
Um, that seems awful. And, you know, with the Eli Roth movies, I, I don't ever want to go into a hostel. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, now, have you done hostel, the process? No. No. No, I never did okay. the hostel. No, and I said I've stayed in some pretty, from some pretty dumpy places. Yeah. Including a refugee camp one night. Okay. Um, but otherwise, they would have these cheap hotels or, mo- you know, they were motels mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in Malaysia and Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, places like that where I, where I stayed, which, you know, uh, if they have a rating that's lower than one star, mm-hmm. I might describe some of these places, but. Okay. Now, now. I'm Chungking gonna... Mansions in Hong Kong. Chungking Mansions. Oh, yes. In Lovely. fact, it was, um, there was actually a sociologist wrote a book about the Chungking Mansions. People actually lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I guess in some ways is Airbnb before Airbnb because somebody would just be out on a street corner and you need a place to stay. Uh-huh. Chungking Mansions. They were basically just some high rises. They're projects is what they are. Okay. Tenements. Tenements. Yeah. And, and, and it, that's the whole thing. In Hong Kong at, at that time, which was still under British rule when I was there, okay. you could stay hung, chunking mansions for like $10 a night, or you can go to the Hilton for 50 Again, yeah. I'm talking about ni- mid-1980s. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, if you're looking at today, it's just like scale. It's like, well, do you want to stay for $300 on the strip, or do you want to stay at Motel 6? Right. You know, for, for $45 or whatever it is. Okay. So it's just like... I'll say, you know, so I would alternate between, I'm going to stay at a nice place when I go to Taiwan. Okay. Because a nice place there is still pretty cheap. Hong Kong, it's expensive. So I'll stay in the Chungking mansions. And the irony was, Jamie, the only time I ever got sick off the local food was in Hong Kong when I ate at the restaurant at the fucking Hyatt. It was a nice Uh, one. I went in there. Everything else, food stalls and out on the street with the rats running around, never got sick. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The, the the that's gonna be a whole episode, I think, because uh, I recently saw a news article. This has nothing to do with travel, unless you're traveling in the United States. Yeah. But they videotaped uh, somebody caught on the phone. This kid mopping the floor. And then cleaning the tables with the mop. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, whatever you do, you know, if you're going to travel now, you do not, do not. The CNN has a website. I have a web page. Yeah. About, I guess it's it's called diagnosed, or they have all these really creepy, unusual oh, diagnoses yeah. of, of of weird diseases. They found a tapeworm in a woman's brain, oh, and you yeah. know, you know, and how did she get it? Well, you know, it's unwashed fruits and vegetables. Over again, I think it really is a, is an extension of the xenophobia that's been going on here, particularly about closing borders and Possibly. you know everybody everybody from the outsiders are bad. So you know, uh, on the other, you know, as a part of this is like. We don't want them in, and you shouldn't go there either. Yeah, I mean, recently I've seen the the issues in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, and Fiji um, and, and yeah. Fiji and and the and Dominican even Hawaii actually. I yeah. mean, it's not a foreign country. The but. the DR though, Dominican Republic, that one's escalating because the FBI just got involved yeah. in that one, and it's interesting. It looks like poisonings. Apparently, what it is, and this has happened before in I think it was in Thailand. Is it's a pesticide that they use for for cockroaches and what have oh, you, wow. and okay. it yeah hey, it's poison yeah you know yeah. and they either use too much because or it's again they don't have regulations as yeah. as stringently as they do here. I mean I I absolutely don't believe anything that I read anymore uh, if it's not in in a book on a, yeah. on a TV anything. Um, they seem to have narrowed it down to people using their um, uh, honor bars mini bars. I don't know it's weird. I didn't have any plans to go to Dominican Republic, but that's that's strange. Yeah, and you know, my, my mother con- con- went on a trip to Italy and contracted Legionnaire's disease. Oh, my. Which yeah. came, uh, one of the other people on the tour, they went on a group, uh-huh. died. Um, 
and um, uh, from from Legionnaires disease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we've had cases of Legionnaires, Legionnaires disease here in, yeah. in Las Vegas. Play, uh, yes, and Playboy you know. Mansion. Oh, yeah, Hugh Hefner's Grotto. Yeah, well, it happened at the uh, the old uh, Polo Towers too. Yes, the Polo yeah. Towers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, John. Little little uh, uh, speed round. Yeah. Uh, uh, snow or tropical? I prefer tropical. Plane, train, or bus? Oh, train. Train. I hate the fucking plane. <laughs> you know, you talk about you like travel. Uh, yeah. I hate it. You say, well, you go over. I say, you know, I like. I like having traveled. I like it once I'm there. Yes. I like seeing the the, the countries and the tasting the food or whatever, or you know, even if I'm right. if I'm swatting it, you know, I'm dodging lepers uh-huh. or whatever it is. That's great. <laughs> you know, that's great. I don't like getting there. Yes. Unless, like I said, when I was in Japan, when I lived in Japan, I remember once I had to go to Hiroshima from Tokyo. Well, it's an, it's a pretty quick flight uh-huh. if you want to fly down there. It's uh-huh. 30, 40 minutes. That's okay. I'll take the Shinkansen, the bullet train. It takes yes. six hours. I don't care. I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. And it's really, really great. The train, I loved it. I loved traveling by train. Right. And, you know, I once, even Portland to Seattle, uh-huh. you can fly, it's, a, it's yeah. 30 minutes. Right. No, I'll take the train. It's three hours. Wow. I like so, it. So, yeah. well, well, A, forget the uh, forget the passport stamp. You want to have the uh, the dodging leper stamp, apparently. Yes, yeah, yes. Not a lot of doing that in Vegas. No. All right. So, so uh, uh, plane, train, train. Yes. Train boat. I'll still take the train. Okay. Yeah. All right. I agree. I like trains. Yeah. I think they're wonderful. Um, uh, uh, Europe or Asia? Well, that's a good question. I, I don't have a preference there. Okay. I haven't seen as much of Europe, so maybe yeah. I would say Europe just because I'd like to see more of it. Okay. Um, but if you haven't been to Asia, I would absolutely recommend it. Okay. Japan or Philippines? Hmm. For me now, I'd say the Philippines. Yeah. Um, there are there are still lots of parts of the Philippines I haven't been to. Right. I've been to a lot of places in Japan. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Um, but again, if you're if you're again, you know, it's 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 rougher. I mean, uh, what's you know, there's a lot of bus travel. Uh-huh. Um, if you're going, if you're in Luzon and you want to go north, it's one of the few kind of, few islands here. That, I mean, that's a, really a great size that yeah. you can travel by bus for 10, 12 hours okay. and still be on the same island. Right. right. Best food you've had internationally? Oh, not not the name of the restaurant, but of course, just where was? Oh, it? Thailand. Thailand. Oh yeah. Yeah, you like hot stuff. Yeah. 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 And street food? Or street was food. Street food. Well, see, I mean, some would, weird thing on a stick. Yeah. Well, it wasn't quite like that. I mean, <laughs> no. it, I mean, it was an outdoor. It was kind of more like an outdoor restaurant. Okay. Sort of thing with the woman who ran. I went to. This was in Chiang Mai. Yeah. And. Um, and the woman ran it there. She was a young woman. Well, to me at that time, I was only like 25, 26. She was older than me, yeah. but not a lot. I, I would guess her about 30. Okay. She had two little kids running around. And yeah, she got to know me really well. We didn't, you know, because you don't see too many foreigners going uh-huh, in there, but uh-huh. I went there every day. Yeah. Two or three times a day. It was so good. Okay. Yeah. Best place she spent 24 hours. For, for just one day? Yeah. Oh... What's the best? Tw- okay, I'll, I'll 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 let you loose on this one. Right. What's the best twenty four hours you spent in in one location? You're, oh, in one. Where you're like, this this was it. This was uh, this was the best day I've ever had. Oh, it would probably be one of those Traveling. days. Yeah, I I was in the um, on um, Koh Samui Island in um, in Philippines. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, in Thailand. In Thailand. In Thailand. That would be one. I was also spent a really nice day 
really relaxing day at, at uh, what is part of the Subic Bay okay. in the Philippines. All right. Uh, that was really nice. Oh, and also the Sofitel Hotel in Manila. They have a great pool area there. Okay. That was very good. All right. Yes. What is the one thing after all these years yeah. that you never forget to bring with you? When, when I'm traveling? Yeah. Besides money and, I mean, yeah, yeah. that sort what's, of what's thing. What's a very personal thing that you bring with you? You're like, I, it goes in the bag every time. And you would be devastated if it was not in your bag. Oh, my. You know, one time, this was is interesting, is that uh, on one of my trips not too long ago, uh, I packed my contact lenses mm-hmm. and I packed the wrong ones. They were an old prescription. <laughs> okay. And that bothered me because then I really couldn't see very well mm. on that trip. And now I had my glasses, mm-hmm. um, but there were times when, particularly when when it's bright, I mm-hmm. like to wear the contact lenses. Okay. And this was the wrong prescription and I didn't realize it. And that, you All know, right. I can't, can't get them anywhere else. I don't even have the prescription with me. Right. So that, that was a real pain in the ass. Okay. Yeah. Best gadget for travel you have. And, and, and clothes too. I mean like oh, pants yeah. because I could yeah. find shirts okay in other countries. Uh-huh. Not necessarily, particularly in Asia, in the pants. Sure. You know. Best gadget that you use now for travel. Oh, the iPad. Oh, the iPad. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I have an iPhone as well. Uh, which is very helpful, mm-hmm. um, but but in, in the hotels now with Wi-Fi and things like that, I can. Uh-huh. It's almost like I'm not even gone. In some okay. Ways, you know? Now I know your son is as an upcoming uh, travels to Japan. Yeah. What is it you would? And, and, but I also know he's been there. Yeah. But what is it that you will uh, you will convey to him, impart to him uh, about international travel? That what 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 will you hand down to your boy that will help him now become the international traveler you have been? Well, is to know where you're going and to dress appropriately for where you're going. I just don't mean like, like being, what I mean, for, for example, I had a friend, he was traveling from Bangkok to Moscow. Mm-hmm. And when he left Bangkok, it was in Fahrenheit, it was 85 degrees mm-hmm. and, and with high humidity. And when he got to Moscow, it was so cold that one of the fillings in his teeth fell out. <laughs> Oh, so you know, so the thing is that if you're if you're dressed for when you're getting on the plane, make sure you dress for Moscow, mm-hmm. where you're going and not where you're leaving. I would tell those people here, if you're leaving Las Vegas, even in you know in as we know in September it can be it can be hot, right? But if you're going someplace that isn't, right. remember where you're getting off the plane at. Yeah, you know, um, is it may not the temperature may be be different. That's one of the other. That's one thing, and then the second, sure the the. The safety issue. If you go to Japan, you really don't have to worry, honestly, about about somebody uh, pickpockets. And I mean, they're there. I'm not saying that they're not. It's not 100. Yeah. Yeah. But it's less of an issue there than it is maybe in some other places. And just just to be aware of that. Just remember that. Sure. You know, be careful of of or just you know remember not everyone's your friend. Right or you're oh, again. Gosh. It's 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 not like you want to distrust everybody. But, yeah, that's true. And that's the same thing. You know, you find out, Jamie. You and I. How many times we've been to titty bars, whatever strip clubs? <laughs> we know that that the, the. I don't know. <laughs> Do you count? You know, <laughs> it's it's the same wherever you can you can go to some there and you realize that you're getting played. Yeah. You know, or whatever, yeah. and you're gonna you go to the you go to a titty bar in a foreign. It's the same thing. It's the same. Oh yeah, you're getting played. Oh yeah. So it's the same rules apply. That's and right. and if you're going here, if you live in the U.S. and you're in a inner city somewhere, think about it. If you're from New York and you're going to the, Manhattan, is going to be different than than yeah. other parts of the city, right? Yeah. San Francisco is the same. 
you're going to these countries, same thing. Just just use just use good sense. That's true. Glitter Gulch. Yeah. Here, here in yeah. Vegas. That's Not there right. anymore, but it, that was the classic clip joint. That's right. <laughs> well, if you uh, uh, if you love travel like we do. Uh, let us know. Uh, uh, comment on uh, on uh, this current podcast. Please visit theinvisiblemaybe.com uh, for all the discussions that we are having and all the guests we are going to have on, on the show and have already had. Uh, but that's, uh, that's theinvisiblemaybe.com. We're in all the social uh, media formats. So please say hello to us. Uh, we hope you find your peace. Uh, coming up will be part two uh, for this. It'll be uh, food and travel. You hear about all the uh, food we've enjoyed uh, throughout all of our travels. So uh, please come back uh, for that in a couple weeks. This is The Invisible Maybe, and we will see you very soon. <laughs>